Welcome, dear listeners, to episode 7 of the Wind Moon Magic Podcast. Today we are journeying into the world of witchy grimoires, art journals, and books of shadow. Book of shadows? You know what I mean. I must confess, I struggled for years to find the perfect method for keeping my magical records, observations, and daily entries. Should it be one giant book, meticulously organized yet overwhelming to navigate? or perhaps individual pages placed in sheet protectors within ring binders. Then I could move things around or add as needed, but that approach lacked the personal touch I craved. It felt too plastic, too disconnected. I found myself paralyzed by the quest for perfect organization, and I went years without keeping any written records. Looking back, it breaks my heart to have lost those precious years of documentation. However, that period of reflection allowed me to clarify my thoughts and discover a system that resonated with my soul, an amalgamation of art journaling and grimoire keeping and a book of shadows that acts much like a daily journal. We're going to dive into all of it. I know lots of other witchy podcasters have touched on this subject, and I love hearing all the different ways we're approaching this within the community. I hope you find something helpful and inspiring here with me today. These are more than mere books. They hold the keys to our craft, preserving wisdom, personal reflections, and rituals. One day, what you have chosen to record may aid another along their magical path. That's the hope, certainly. These books also ensure the protection of our knowledge in an era of censorship and AI-generated content. I hope today's episode inspires you to delve deeper into the practice of keeping personal records and finding a method that works best for you. We are diving headfirst into the topic of grimoires. But what exactly are grimoires, and why are they such a big deal in the realm of magical traditions? A grimoire is like a magical encyclopedia, or a spell book on steroids. It's a treasured repository of mystical knowledge containing spells, rituals, symbols, potions, herbal lore, all our incantations. The list goes on and on. These tomes have played a significant role in magical practices throughout history, passing down esoteric wisdom from generation to generation. Some well-known grimoires have captured the imagination of magic practitioners throughout history. We're talking about legendary texts like the Lesser Key of Solomon, which delves into the summoning of demons and the art of celestial magic. And then there's the mysterious and coveted Necronomicon, an infamous grimoire popularized by H.P. Lovecraft's fictional works. These grimoires aren't just ordinary books. They're gateways to hidden realms containing spells for love, protection, divination, and everything in between. Grimoires have evolved over time just like we have. From the days of handwritten manuscripts lovingly crafted by sorcerers and scribes, grimoires have now made their way into the modern era with printed editions and digital formats. We've come a long way, haven't we? When we picture a grimoire, we often visualize a massive leather-bound tome stuffed with handwritten notes and illustrations. I always picture the witch's book from Hocus Pocus myself, but that isn't necessarily the reality. I found the idea of a single massive book utterly exhausting and overwhelming, and not any too discreet either. Which leads me to my next type of witchy book, the art journal. Art journals are like portals into our souls. They blend the realms of artistry and witchcraft providing a sacred space for us to explore, express, and document our magical journeys. They become tangible manifestations of our magical experiences, infused with symbols, colors, and personal reflections. 
art journaling, smash books, junk journaling, they all fall under this umbrella. These journals offer a creative outlet that goes beyond traditional written word and illustration. They allow us to unleash our imagination, infuse our magic into illustrations, paintings, collages, even poetry. It's a powerful way to connect with our inner selves and the energies of the universe. When it comes to art journaling techniques, the possibilities are endless. Some witches love to create intricate sigils using sacred geometry and symbols to amplify their intentions. Others may incorporate botanical elements, pressing herbs and flowers between the pages to infuse their journals with the essence of nature. And let's not forget about the magical materials that can be used in art journaling, from vibrant watercolors and homemade inks to shimmering metallic gel pens and enchanted washi tape. Witches have a magical arsenal of supplies available to us to bring our journal pages to life. The choices of materials often reflect our personal style and the energies we wish to invoke. I use a little bit of everything. I definitely do collage, stickers, paint pens. Sometimes I even just draw little pictures on separate pieces of paper and tape them in. But I like to keep my books small and manageable in size. And rather than trying to organize everything into one massive book, I break out various subject matter into individual notebooks. For instance, I have an art journal dedicated just to the runes with pages for each rune and pages to add observations, incantations, cleansing spells, rune magic, talisman making instructions, and so on. Anything to do with runes goes in one book. And then I have a whole separate journal that's just animal magic, spirit animals, animal totems. I have a journal dedicated entirely to knowing and documenting my birth chart. And of course, I have journals dedicated to specific sorts of spell work, one per type of book. This has simplified my life so much. No more trying to keep an index or rearrange pages to fit something new in. All these smaller journals can live on a shelf together, and I just pull down what I need based on the topic. I'll do a couple Instagram stories showing you my journals so you can see exactly how I have divided them out for the information. This is my answer to the traditional witch's grimoire. It may not work for you, but these journals are a tangible piece of evidence reflecting my growth as a witch. They hold my spells and the wisdom I've gained along the way. Plus, flipping through these pages can reignite the spark and inspire me in times when my magic feels a little dim. Through art journaling, I make all the pretty pictures and finalize documentation. But let's back up for a minute and talk about how I gather this information in the first place. And that would be in my daily Book of Shadows. The Book of Shadows, or BOS, is a magical diary that chronicles the daily spiritual path of a witch. It's a place to gather and record spells, rituals, correspondences, personal reflections. A lot of witches document daily tarot polls and dive into the deep work of what it means to be a modern witch. There's different formats and styles of Book of Shadows. Traditionally, it was a physical book, often handcrafted with care, where witches would inscribe their knowledge and experiences. That's more like what mine is. It's just a small journal that can be carried discreetly in a purse or tucked away and kept private. But in our modern age, some witches have embraced digital versions as well. Some choose to keep their BOS on the computer or their iPad, using apps or software to organize and access their magical information. Regardless of the format, the contents of a Book of Shadows are as diverse as the witches who create them. Inside is where you'll find personal reflections. This is where witches can capture their growth, their dreams, the lessons learned along their magical path. And then that information can be formalized and placed into a grimoire or art journal. So what are some tips to start and maintain your book of shadows? First, choose a format that resonates with you. There's no right or wrong answers here. Whether it's a beautiful journal or a digital platform, 
Next, think about how you'll organize your content. I personally recommend treating it like a journal and just making entries in order by date rather than dividing it into sections or topics. Don't worry about making it perfect from the start. Your book of shadows is a living document. It'll evolve with you. It'll get messy. You'll mess up pages. Oh well, new page. So allow yourself the freedom to add, remove, update its pages as your knowledge and experience expands. I also advise against getting too thick a book to begin with. Start smallish and more manageable to avoid overwhelm. Your book of shadows is a sacred space. I think even more than a grimoire or art journal. Dedicate time to it regularly, whether it's writing new spells, reflecting on past rituals, or diving deep into some shadow work prompts and free writing. Experiment. Make it your own. The more you engage with your book of shadows, the deeper your connection to your magical practice will become. If you do nothing else, keep a book of shadows. I think it's the most important. I write in my BOS every day. I document my morning tarot, oracle card, or rune casting. I record the phase of the moon, the weather, and I make notes on how the garden's doing. I then document any spells, recipes, rituals that I've done in the past 24 hours, along with observations about past spell work. And most importantly, I tackle one shadow work prompt a day, usually chosen at random. Some are heavier and harder than others, but this regular bite-sized practice has helped me grow so much as a witch and really clarify my path forward and the larger purpose of my work. The whole process takes me 30, maybe 45 minutes each morning. It's a big commitment, but I count it among the most important aspects of my magic practice. If I do nothing else witchy in the day, at least I will have done this. Crafting and personalizing your magical books is a delightful way to weave your own magic into every page. Let's discuss ritual and how to infuse magic into the creation process of your book. Before you even begin, set an intention for your book, a specific purpose, or maybe an energy you want it to embody. Visualize it as a powerful tool that amplifies your magical practice and connects you to the mystical realms. Consider performing a cleansing and a ritual of protection for your book. Now, let's delve into the physical aspects. If you really want to get deep, consider learning to bind your own magical books. This combines elements of sewing and crafting magic that can be very, very powerful as you weave and work your energy deep into every page from the very onset. Bookbinding is an art form in itself, and there are so many different methods to choose from. You can find great YouTube videos for how to do this. You can opt for traditional techniques like stitching or gluing pages together, or explore some of the more elaborate methods like Coptic stitching or Japanese binding. Consider the energy of each binding style and choose one that resonates with your magical intentions. I've made a few books myself, but overall it's not for me. I simply don't have time to add on this step in the process, and I get way too hung up on choices. Too many choices regarding paper and materials. No. So instead, I choose a few styles of books that I really love, and I make them my own through cover design and, of course, pouring my energy into their contents. Cover decoration is a fun way to infuse magic into your book. From using ornate fabrics and leathers to incorporating mystical symbols or sigils, the possibilities are endless. I usually end up painting or decoupaging my covers. I also label the spines so I can see at a glance what book I need when they're on the shelf. Let's move on to the inside of our book and the pages. Here's where you can truly let your imagination run wild. Consider incorporating magical symbols, sigils, illustrations that align with your practice and what you're discussing on those pages. These symbols can represent deities, elements, astrological signs, or any other spiritual aspects that resonate with you. Illustrate them in vibrant colors or delicate ink drawings, whatever speaks to your artistic vision and your magical style. 
consider using things like dried herbs, flowers, leaves. You can press them, make them nice and flat, and then glue them in. For example, a dried rose petal in a page dedicated to love spells, or a sprig of lavender tucked in a section on relaxation and healing. Remember, the act of crafting and personalizing your magical books is a deeply personal and meaningful process. Let your intuition guide you as you select materials, symbols, and elements that resonate with your magical practice. Embrace the journey of creating a book that is an extension of your magical essence. Gather your crafting supplies. Unleash your imagination. Let the magic flow through your fingertips. We're going to do something a little different today for the end of this podcast. We're going to do a Q&A session. I want to address the questions and concerns that you, my wonderful witchy audience, have shared with me via Instagram and my email. Question number one, where can I find reliable information to include in my magical books? Okay, this is my personal viewpoint, and not everyone is going to agree, but I would encourage you to include information that you have tried yourself and any observations around that. What is the point of merely documenting a bunch of spells pulled from a book written by another witch that you don't even know if they work or not? Just buy the book and use it as a reference guide. Keeping a grimoire or a BOS is a lot of work. Don't fill your time with busy work. Focus on making and recording your magic. Now let's say you try a spell from the Wind Moon Magic website. My advice would be to record what you did and any variations, notes, or outcomes in your Book of Shadows. Then when you're ready and have time, worry about transferring that information into a grimoire or an art journal as a final document for the spell. Yes, finding reliable information is crucial when it comes to your magical practice, but this is your book with your unique perspective. Sometimes I'll try many variations of a spell or ritual, recording each variation and my outcomes in my BOS, and then when I've struck upon what works best for me, the perfect recipe, so to speak, I'll take that information and collate it into an art journal page or two. This keeps the information meaningful and relevant. By all means, explore reputable books on witchcraft, folklore, and mythology. Online resources such as websites, blogs, online communities can also provide valuable insight. Use Pinterest to save online spells and rituals you'd like to try. Remember, cross-reference information and trust your intuition when selecting what resonates with you. But make your record keeping only about that which you have personally experienced. Does that make sense? Moving on. Question number two, how do I add a personal touch to my magical book without feeling overwhelmed? First of all, you don't need to be artistic. You don't need to illustrate anything. You can use a simple lined composition book with no adornment. That isn't what makes the book unique to you. As with the last question, the most personal thing you can do is limit yourself to recording only that which you have experienced. I also highly recommend performing some sort of cleansing and warding ritual on each new book sealing it to you. That's pretty personal. Beyond that, adding a personal touch to your magical book should be an enjoyable and empowering process. Start small, including personal reflections, experiences, and insights. Consider incorporating your own spells, rituals, modifications to existing ones. Don't be afraid to experiment. Let your intuition guide you. Your book should reflect your unique magical journey, so take it one step at a time and let your creativity flow. If you're asking how to give it a personal style or some flair without getting overwhelmed, consider creating a signature that's uniquely yours and signing each entry. It could be a fingerprint at the end with your witch's name written out with a special pen. It could be a wax seal that you press in. Some small detail of personalization that gives you joy and is easily repeated. Question number three. I'm concerned about privacy. 
How can I protect the information in my book of shadows? Oof, yes, privacy is a valid concern and there are several ways to handle it. If you're using a physical book, consider keeping it in a secure location when not in use. This is another great reason to keep your books on the smallish side. A lockbox is an excellent place to store a sensitive book like a BOS in a nightstand or a desk. I used to hide my BOS as a teenager inside the dust jacket of a best-selling murder mystery among the other fiction books on my bedroom shelf. This works best if the books are similar in their dimensions. The used bookstore is great for this sort of solution. You can also create coded or encrypted entries to add an extra layer of protection. This takes a bit more work, but maybe it's worth it. Just make sure you create a key and keep it somewhere separate from the actual book. For digital versions, password protect your files and use encrypted platforms. Ultimately, find a method that makes you feel comfortable and ensures your privacy. If you are in a situation where the discovery of such a book could lead to harsh repercussions, then keep the book with a trusted friend or bury it in nature somewhere. Maybe don't even keep one at all. You need to stay safe, and only you can ultimately decide the best course of action. Trust your instincts. Please keep yourself safe. We've reached the end of our episode all about witchy grimoires, art journals, and books of shadow. I hope it's been helpful. It's time to embrace the practice of creating and using these magical books. If you aren't already, I hope you'll give it a try and that I've inspired you a bit. Whether you choose a grimoire, an art journal, a book of shadows, or some combination of the three, remember that these tools are gateways to your inner magic. They allow you to connect with your wisdom as a witch, express your creativity, and document your growth. I invite you to share your experiences and creations with me on Instagram or via email. I genuinely love hearing from you. The website and Inner Circle has resources to help you explore this topic further. You can find monthly Book of Shadow prompts, prompts based on astrological sign and information about art magic, and of course, cleansing and wording spells. Please email or reach out on Instagram. I love seeing how others document their magical practices, and I would love to hear from you. Let's create a vibrant community where we can inspire and support one another on our magical paths. Our journey doesn't end here. In the next episode of the Wind Moon Magic Podcast, I'll be delving into the world of divination. Lots of you have asked for more information about my scrying practice. Get ready to explore tarot cards, crystal scrying, and other magical tools that help us glimpse into the future and realms beyond. You won't want to miss it. Until then, keep practicing your craft, keep seeking knowledge, and remember, please always trust your intuition. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on future episodes. And if you're enjoying the show, I would be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me and helps others discover the show. Remember, if you're hungry for more knowledge and eager to dive deeper into the craft, I invite you to visit my website, windmoonmagic.com. That's magic with a K. There you'll find the show notes for this episode, along with a treasure trove of free resources. Also consider joining me in the inner circle. Inside this membership, you'll gain access to over 22 courses and growing, covering a wide range of topics in modern witchcraft, magic, and herbalism. To stay connected with me and receive updates, inspiration, and glimpses into my journey, follow me on Instagram at windmoonmagic. Remember that's magic with a K and underscores between each word. As we bid farewell for now, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you for joining me on this extraordinary adventure. Your support and presence mean the world to me.